When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Early on in your career and you're young and you're wet behind the ears still and your breath smelling like Similac and all that good stuff, you don't really care what you play on because you're just go-go and your body feels great. As you start to get a little older, you've had injuries, you've had surgeries, you understand how that turf takes a toll on your body. I guarantee you, and a lot of players heard Roger Goodell talk about, you know, some players love playing on turf. They probably had this reaction. Every day, more lies. Stop smiling. Want to know, baby. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got the dancing Harry Douglas. I'm just merely a standstill. Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. I'm going to try to calm Harry Douglas down because in about 10 minutes, give or take a lie or two, the team that drafted him, the Atlanta Falcons, their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, is going to stop by. I might just step say out of the what? Yeah, yeah, what we say. I might just step out of the interview and let you two just commiserate <laughs> as Falcons alum like you are and the current Falcon as well with your team being one to know. But Desmond Ritter, the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, is going to stop by in about 10 minutes. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, uh, Jerry Jones, the uh, Dallas Cowboys owner, you know he never met a microphone that uh, he didn't want to talk into. And when he was on his radio show that he has uh, every Tuesday on 105.3, the fan in the beautiful city of Dallas, he had a chance to talk about uh, Dak Prescott and what kind of person leader that he is for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. If I've ever seen anybody that is so sound and is psychic, so sound in his uh, approach to business, and this is business for him, so prepared, he relies on his preparation better than anybody that uh, I've been around. And, of course, he stays uh, stays confident and solid out there. If you get somebody that team will follow, that's the key. But he's the best leader that I've ever seen at that position. And uh, we've been around some good ones. Aikman was outstanding. Uh, Tony, I think, was just outstanding. But uh, quite a leader out there at that position. I know Harry Douglas. If I'm Troy Aikman and I heard Jerry Jones say that, I'm going, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't, don't I have three Super Bowls that I brought to your organization? Didn't I keep that team together throughout Michael Irvin and his shenanigans and the infamous White House and Emma Smith hold out, out for the first two games we went 0-2? And you say that Dak Prescott is a better leader than a dude that's got not one, not two, but three rings on his fingers? Harry, that's what happens when you have an owner talking too much on his uh, radio show each and every Tuesday. You are not helping your quarterback when you're seeing stuff like that Freddie, if you're Jerry Jones. Why? Why? Thank you. I why agree. is he even saying this right now? Why? <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll answer that question why. When you have not won a championship since Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, yep. Michael and all those dudes are together, as you get older and older and older, you get more and more desperate because you know you don't have so much time in terms of being in charge of that organization, that that organization is going to go on without you, and you do not want to go into your declining years 
only with three championships. You have not won one in over 25, 26 years. Desperate people say those things like that because they're so <laughs> desperate to win a championship and they want Dak Prescott to succeed that they'll put it out there saying, I had Troy Aikman, I had Emmitt Smith, I had Michael Irvin, I had Larry Allen, but Dak Prescott, he's been the best leader that I've been around since owning the Cowboys. He, he, can't, he cannot allow the New York Jets to get their shine on, whether it's good no. or bad for the Jets. Well, you're right. Whenever the Jets are at, at the heights of things in the media, we're talking about them. We all, Don't Jerry Jones always come through for us? Jerry Jones <laughs> will always come through. It's just like God. He might not come when you want him to, but he's going to always be on time. That's Jerry Jones. When it comes to us talking about other people in the media, in particular, I'm talking about the Jets. Because that's all the talk we've been having the last few days. It's about the New York Jets. And here comes Jerry Jones. Are you basically saying that Jerry Jones, that the Jets were Suge Knight, and they went to the microphone, (laughs) and they said, you know, if you don't want to own all the videos, don't go to the Dallas Cowboys. Are you calling Jerry Jones Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, whatever he's calling himself now? Is that what you're doing? Jerry Jones said, don't y'all forget, this is is America's team. He's not lying. And this is what we going to do, okay? If I got to talk to the media, then (laughs) doggone it, I'm going to talk to the media, and that's how it's going to be. Well, he's the king of media. He knows that. Anybody that wants to hear what he has to say, to your point, he never, ever lets people down. But I got to give him credit, though. I got to give him credit because by Jerry Jones being able to do that, Freddie, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys are always relevant. No doubt. Right? They're always re- – whether it's good, disagree. whether it's bad, and they're always going to sell merchandise, and mm-hmm. people are always going to be talking about them. Man, I just literally – it's like everywhere I go, and I and – because, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a talkative person, right? I'm outgoing. I've never noticed. And, I, <laughs> and I, I talk to people everywhere. So I'm on my way here to the studio today, you know, and I'm talking to the, 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 the man driving, and, he's, man, Dak is not our guy, man. Dak is not our guy. Dak is not our guy. And I'm like, dang, boy, they really be on Dak, man. Uh-huh. And I think Jerry Jones is trying to – I don't want to say pump up Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott doesn't need that. I don't want to say that Jerry Jones is fanboying all the time when it comes to Dak Prescott, but he so believes in him because he knows that other people, maybe even his organization, don't believe in Dak Prescott, that he's the quarterback that you need that can win a championship. And when you have that star in your helmet and when you play for that team and you play that position, the owner knows you're not going to do anything if that quarterback is not as right as rain. He's seen Dak Prescott be that guy, but he's also seen Dak Prescott we saw last January against the San Francisco 49ers when Brock Purdy's on the other side, and Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott played the same. Mediocre. They both are mediocre quarterbacks in that football game. You can't expect them from Brock Purdy playing his but, first playoff game. You can't expect that from Dak Prescott, who's been in that situation before. And Brock Purdy ended up making the throws that he needed to make to propel his team to Absolutely. a victory. So that yeah. way, in, in that manner, San Francisco advance. Yes. But for me, though, when it comes to Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all, I am sick of having conversations. Is Dak a good leader? Is Dak a this, this? Is Dak going to have a better regular season? I don't give a damn about none of that anymore. I want to see Dak at the biggest stage perform at the highest level. I want to see him because it's not like he's going against Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. He lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, and I'm I, I'm not trying to you know throw shade on Brock Purdy in, 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 by any stretches of imagination because I believe in Brock Purdy as a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So do I. I. I believe in him. I think you and I are in the minority on that one, but continue. But it's it's all about can he do it when his team needs him the most? 
anybody can do it in the regular season, but quarterbacks are judged how you're able to do it when the lights are bright in the playoffs, when they need you to make that throw, when they need you to make those plays. That's the only thing I want to – from here on out, that's the only thing I want to talk about when it comes about Dak Prescott. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm going to ask Harry Douglas, a man who played in the National Football League for the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans, what keeps Dak Prescott from reaching that next level? But here with Evan Cohen, co-host of One Sportsman, like Monday through Friday, 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio, Evan, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. He says Jerry Jones speaking about Dak Prescott – is not helping Dak Prescott. Why is he making these declarative statements when we don't need these declarative statements made about the Dallas Cowboys right now? And by the way, it's worn off on Dak, who I'm a fan of. Dak making a declarative statement about his interception total in the offseason. Not necessary. Jerry Jones doing the, the compare and contrast with the leadership. Why? You won 40 to nothing. Focus on that. Here's the interview. Jerry, how'd you, how do you feel about Dak? I feel like our team won 40 to nothing in week one. We need to get ready for week two. We're off to a great start. He'll never do it, but he should do it. Hey, more hit us on Twitter, A.K. Big Bear Zoa Coleman, ESPN at Douglas 83 He says, guys, you're right. Dak can't stand that pressure, and that's what Jerry Jones keeps increasing. He's going to double that 15 interceptions with all that pressure. Well, Amor, he's not throwing 30. No. I know you're trying to say that for effect. I get it. But I do agree with Amor that Dak Prescott's not being helped by the owner constantly doing that. But if he's going to overcome that, overcome his owner, overcome all the negativity that people don't believe he can be the guy, what is the one thing in your opinion, Harry, that you've seen from Dak Prescott that could be holding him back from being the Dak Prescott that at least we thought we were going to get after that rookie season as a fourth-round pick out of Mississippi State? I would say, you know, the pressure is one of those things. And also, can when they get to certain moments, is the moment too big for him? Right? I think those are the two things when you look at Dak Prescott right now uh, when you get in third long situations, um, I'm not saying that you don't take your chances, but when those chances aren't there, just drop the football off. Don't try to make something happen that's not going to happen. Don't try to force the issue. And also, like, when it's time to make certain plays, and I know a lot of people hate when I'm bringing this up, but like that go around to CD Lamp. When it's time to put it in the bread basket and hit him in stride so he can run underneath it and go for a touchdown, you got to make those plays. Well, you're in the red zone in the playoffs and you have an opportunity to get three points Mm -hmm. and then you lose by one score and you turn the ball over in that red zone, those type of things matter. So is the moment too big or the moments too big for Dak Prescott right now? And I think when you have Dak Prescott coming in and and saying to the media that he's not going to throw these type of interceptions, Dak don't have to come on no media and say all that. Just go out there and play the game, man. Well, I I think if Dak Prescott had his way, that's exactly what he would want when it comes to that. But when you play for the Dallas Cowboys, it's like the genie in the bottle with your owner and the pressure, everything. You got to deal with everything that goes with that, no matter what. Josh in Kentucky, thanks for hitting us up at 888-729-3776 for being a part of Freddie and Harry. Josh, what you got, my friend? Uh, you guys making a great point about Jerry and Dak, you know, putting more on his plate and increasing the pressure because he. You hear guys like Robert Sala talking about Zach Wilson after what happened to Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, yeah, we might be looking at other quarterbacks, but he's our guy, he's progressed, he's done great, so on and so forth, pumping him up rather than putting more on him. So, uh, And you see that I know he's not the man, the owner, but guys in positions of power aren't doing that to other quarterbacks around the league. So great point. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Josh in Kentucky, great point about other owners in the NFL are not doing with Jerry Jones. Well, that's a fantastic and, and, and that's, point. And that's part of the pressure. 
right? That your owner is talking every week and he's putting that pressure consistently on you. You already have a microscope on you if you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, regardless. But when you have your owner consistently saying A, B, C, or D and doing things and putting that pressure on you. And, and then last year, I would even add, you have Cooper Rush coming to the game and he's balling out and the team is doing well. And then you're looking like, you're probably looking in the mirror like, dang, man, what am I doing wrong? And then you come back, so now you're really trying to press the issue. It, it, it's a numerous of things, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. Dylan in my old stomping grounds of Saratoga Springs in upstate New York. Big Dylan, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. Great. Hey, guys. Great show. Thank I you. listen to it every day on my way home from work. Appreciate I just you. wanted to start off with that. Uh, I am a little biased. I'm a Giants fan, but I did like Dak back in college. Are, are, why aren't we comparing him to Kirk Cousins right now? He's, he puts up those big regular season numbers usually. I know last year was an outlier, but like Kirk Cousins, as soon as that moment gets big, he's not always around for that. Well, my thing is, like, what do you what do you want us to say about him and Kirk Cousins? <laughs> because because <laughs> yeah. we, we crucify him for not showing up in those big moments. Right. Like we do Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So I think it's different with Dak Prescott, what he's saying in terms of Kirk Cousins kind of skates underneath it because he doesn't play for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's put a great regular season numbers. We've seen Dak Prescott do that as well. Oh, well, the team. It's the team that you, it's the star on the helmet. There's no doubt about it. It's the star Absolutely. on the helmet. Yeah. Okay, I see what he's saying now. Yeah, yeah. yeah the star on the helmet. When, when you play in Jerry's world, when you play for the Dallas Cowboys, in which are considered America's team, oh, the, 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 the scrutiny, the microscope on you is at a high level at all times. And Dak can handle that because his demeanor has allowed him to handle that. And believe me, he hears all of that. He hears. He probably hears what people in his organization. And I wonder how much of this is Jerry Jones putting it out there about leadership because maybe Jerry Jones does not have enough faith in his quarterback. Maybe he looks at him and says, you know what? I got to make sure his psyche is what we need to get me what I want. Well, and he, that's a championship. He needs to go take a class on how to do it then. No, Jerry Jones, uh, you know, Harry, <laughs> I appreciate way, you trying to give way, me some advice. The way Harry he's Douglas, been doing it is not the way. Yeah, well, Jerry Jones is going to do things his way. Exactly. Because he knows he can get away with it, doing it his way. He don't have to answer nobody. He the right. boss. Exactly. Even Roger Goodell's a commissioner is not more powerful than Jerry Jones, who's an owner in the National Football League. Let's be honest with this. Jerry Jones is the most powerful guy in the National Football League, and he knows it. Everybody knows it. He knows that everybody else knows. So anytime he believes that he can say whatever he wants or do whatever he wants, he knows there's not going to be a soul out there. Not anybody else that owns an NFL team, not Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, they are not throwing up brick walls in front of Jerry Jones because they know that his team is good for business in the National Football League. Freddie, you know what I just thought about? What's that? Let me be quiet because, you know, soon the Dallas Cowboys are going to be playing on primetime TV, and I want to go to Dallas to see a game. Let me be quiet. Oh, Jer- oh, so you're punking out of me right now? No, 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 no. You know I got them connections all across the <laughs> yes, world. I got them connections. So if I'm being that building, I'm being that building. Let me be quiet just in case I want to be in the owner suite, though. Let me let me hush up a little bit. Okay. You know what? <laughs> hey, Freddie, uh, yeah, just in I, case I want to go to the owner suite now. Put it this I said you're punking up, but I would have done the same thing. And I'm a Dallas <laughs> Cowboys fan as far as that goes. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Keep those calls coming in about Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Isaiah in Houston, my friend, what do you have? Man, man. hey, how you guys doing? You hear me? We, yes, we can hear you, Isaiah. We got you, brother. Jerry is the – Jerry is a clown, man. He's, he's You know, he, he is the most – like you said, he's the most powerful man 
in the NFL, but the Cowboys aren't going to achieve anything as long as he's at the helm. Uh, don't know if, if, if his son is, is a better decision maker than him, but he does these things and makes these statements. But then the question is, why do you even go out and go get a Trey Lance? You know what I mean? I mean, I, you probably got him on a deal, or, or, you know, for cheap, but like, if you're not, if you're not giving Dak mixed feelings that, that you don't have confidence in him, why would you make that move? And then you come out this week and then say what you say, that he's the best leader. Troy Aikman is the best leader that he, uh, he's ever had, hands down. For him to make that statement was just asinine. It's completely asinine. And by the way, Isaiah Houston, thank you for the call. And I'm glad you pointed out the word asinine because it is asinine to say something like that. But how many times we are celebrities say asinine things to get attention? It's all over the place. Yep. We got all these influencers on social media. We talking about it because Jerry Jones know that yep. knows that anytime he says something, especially that. For those who didn't hear that, Jerry Jones, who's had Troy Aikman, Emma Smith, Michael Irvin, Larry Allen, all these Hall of Famers that have played for him, all these guys. Even when the Dallas Cowboys were <laughs> the Cowboys, just you know, <laughs> shooting up the sheriff and taking the saloon girl and going into towns all over the place and beating up people. Even with all of that, and those guys tried to keep those things in house and tried to make sure that it was not going to affect that team in the football field. He says a guy that he loves in Dak Prescott is better than any leader he's ever had. If I've ever seen anybody that is so sound in his psychic, so sound in his uh, approach to business, and this is business for him, so prepared, he relies on his preparation better than anybody that uh, I've been around. And of course, he stays. Uh, Stays confident and solid out there. If you get somebody that team will follow, that's the key. But he's the best leader that I've ever seen at that position. And uh, we've been around some good ones. Aikman was outstanding. Uh, Tony, I think, was just outstanding. But uh, Dak, quite a leader out there at that position. He took but Dak why, But why is he naming just quarterbacks, though? Because those are the two guys he loves the most in Troy Aikman and, and his adopted son, if he could have adopted him, Tony sure Romo. I'm there were other leaders. Um, you, you don't win Super Bowls if you don't have great leaders, not just one great leader, but great leaders on those teams, right? Mm -hmm. yes. People that, you know, pay attention to detail and do the little things right and can rally the troops. I, I just, I think it's more than what he named. Like, I, you know, I, I'm salty. Stop naming quarterbacks. There's other people on the team that are leaders. But you know this, the quarterback's the prettiest girl at the dance, You're the right. handsomest guy in the parade. Nobody cares about the others. When you have that aura around you, I got salty really, really real quick. It's no. okay. I don't mind the salt there. You know, you, you were like the, the Sour Patch Kid, salt and sweet at the same time. I didn't mind that. I, I didn't mind that kind of contradiction. Freddie, with you. I, I looked at this schedule though uh -huh. for, for the Cowboys and the right. two primetime games I have in mind uh, December 10th, Sunday night at Philly. I mean, mm -hmm. excuse me, against Philly at home. And then they also play one on December 30th. Probably can't make that one because wherever we go for the college football playoffs, that's right. where I'll be, right. versus the Detroit Lions. So Philly, I'm thinking about December 10th. Okay. Cowboys, Eagles. Okay. I might be in the building okay. for that one. I'm looking at October 8th because they'll be 4-0. They're beating the Jets this weekend. They're beating the Cardinals. Ooh, they're beating the Patriots. San at San Francisco. Oh, Sunday Night Purdy. Football. And Brock Excuse Purdy. me, Mr. Purdy. Dak Prescott, Mr. Prescott. Dak Prescott will go against Purdy. Bach Purdy, and see if he that, – that's a litmus kind of game because the last time he's played the 49ers in the playoffs, he has not looked like he's supposed you to not let You better not let Mr. Purdy outshot him on that night. Monday going to be hell on Freddie and Harry. Yeah, well, it will be hell for me because I got to deal with that hearing that from you as far as that goes. <laughs> One last run from Dominic in Alabama. Dominic, what you have to say on Freddie and Harry, my friend, at 888-729-3776. Hey, what's up, you guys? How y'all doing? We're what's good, up, my man? man. That's my dad's home state, by the way, Alabama. Hey. 
Yes, sir. Alabama. War Eagle. But, hey, man, I want to call and say uh, Dak Prescott, uh, I don't think he's the future, and I think Jerry Jones knows that. I think he's just trying to get his confidence together for this season. And uh, if you pay attention to his actions with getting uh, Trey Lance, just like the last caller said, I think that says it all. But this is the real reason I called, y'all. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Harry's got everybody in the nest right now with the call of the wild when it comes to Freddie and well, Harry. That's a different feeling when, when you want you start the season one to know, man. It's been a while, but, but Freddie, the Falcons are one to know. And and you should <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> We can't have the Falcons play the Cowboys on this show. We, we cannot have that. If we have the Falcons playing the Cowboys on this show, then all you know what is going to break loose. If you did not get through on the phone, you can weigh in about Dak Prescott, overrated, not overrated, Jerry Jones helping him, not helping him. Let us know on Twitter at hdouglas 83 That's Harry's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. We are Freddie and Harry. Thanks for being a part of it, allowing it to be a part of you. And who decided to look at the New York Giants and say, you did not do your quarterback any favors leaving him out there 40 to nothing. Wait until what, what player said that. I know. What player said that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app? This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry. 
presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. This this one of those songs that you hear at the Shake Joint. Dad, what you got going on back there behind that board? Harry, anytime this video came on, <laughs> things would stop for about four minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> anytime that helicopter came in with Monifa, I didn't care what I was doing. It had to wait. <laughs> you, remember, you remember how Eddie Murphy was moving in Beverly Hill Cops when they was in the exactly. shake joint? Oh, absolutely. That's that, that's that kind of beat right Believe there. Believe me. For those who don't know, just Google Manif for touch of the video. And by the way, this public service announcement brought to you by Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas. You will not be disappointed as far <laughs> as that goes. Plenty of Giants fans were disappointed after that 40 nothing beatdown. Devin Kane apparently is not talking to Harry Douglas until week two in the NFL Sunday because he is sick and tired and tired and sick of Harry giving him the business about his team. Even Shannon Penn shaking his head from side to side, but he's like, look, he Harry's got Devin Kane in his sights. At least he can just focus you on him. You want to know why, though? Why? The Giants need some milk. <laughs> They need Pause. some milk. Milk, huh? <laughs> not, 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 not wine to ease their sorrows. Milk. Them babies need some milk. Wow. Well, put it this way. Those babies better figure it out. They could be on two if they lose the Arizona Cardinals. And even this is how bad it is. When another player from another team rips on the organization for not making a business decision when it came to their quarterback, on the edge with Micah Parsons podcast, he's the outstanding pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys, he said Tuesday on that podcast, and I quote, regarding the Giants not pulling out Daniel Jones when that game was no longer in doubt. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. Barring injury, their season would be over without Daniel Jones, end quote. Now, for those who don't know, to say he was harassed being an understatement. He was sacked seven times. He had two passes intercepted. They pressured Daniel Jones 55% on his 42 dropbacks. If I'm a Giants player, I'm not going to say that Micah Parsons is wrong. But I'm going to say, hey, Micah Parsons, keep our quarterback out of your mouth. Well, and, and I'll say this. He's, he's not wrong at all because once the game got to a certain point, it's not that you're saying that, you know what, we're quitting. It's about protecting a guy that you just gave a lot of money to. It's about protecting a guy that you feel like can help you get to where you feel like you want to be as an organization. Right. And once things spiraled out of control and you had that sense that, it wasn't any coming back from it as the Giants organization, as the Giants as a team, then you have to take him out of that ballgame. And also, mm-hmm. a guy like Saquon Barkley, you got to take him out of that ballgame because those are two people that you need throughout this. Also, Darren Waller. Those are three players that I'm going to hey, y'all come on over here, put this put this uh, raincoat on, sit on over here in this rain and watch the rest of this beat down. I don't need any one of you guys getting hurt. For the rest of the season. Well, maybe you can answer me this question because we mentioned you played in the National Football League, and it always boggles my mind. I used to see this all the time in the New England Patriots. They would be a 41 nothing. Tom Brady's still out there in the fourth quarter. I'm thinking, what are we doing? Take us behind the curtain, Harry. Why does it seem that no one's going to accuse you of quitting when you're getting the blood beaten out of you, like what happened Sunday night when that game was 26 nothing at halftime and it should not have even been that close? That's how bad the Giants were. Why would head coaches or even players insist on being out there when that issue is no longer an issue when games happen like that? Well, uh, Honestly, I don't know, Freddie, because now it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger cause. It's a bigger picture when it comes to the Giants' season. And yes, they have a game against the Arizona Cardinals, and that's a game that I'm like, okay, 
we, we're getting the snot beat out of us, but that's a game we can bounce back and have our confidence feeling back good again. But how is that going to happen if you're out there when you're getting beat 40 to nothing and you're getting the brakes beat off of you and one of those guys that you're expecting to do great things for you get hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, me neither. I really don't. And I thought Brian Dable last year did a great job in that matchup versus the Eagles the second time. Right. Not playing his starters because – of what happened in the first matchup, and then you, when you wanted their psyche to be at another level when they went to the playoffs, but I'm sorry, Brother Dev, it <laughs> happened in the playoffs again. Speaking of Brother Devin Kane. I, I was just thinking about this. You know how sometimes they say, would you rather you know get crushed 40 to nothing like the Giants did or lose a really com- close competitive game at the oh, end? Oh, blow the me out. Oh, really? Yeah, man, Pause. because it's <laughs> – <laughs> I forgot. Dog, you deaf. <laughs> that was questionable. <laughs> you brought that on yourself, Harry. He didn't want to do that to you. You brought that on yourself. I would rather lose by a lot of points because, uh-huh. like, when I the NFC Championship game that I played in, right, and I had a play that, you know, probably could have helped propel us to win the game. Like, it was a few of us that had those type of plays. That game – I would never, ever, ever, ever be able to let go. I'm going to be on my deathbed, and I'm going to still be thinking about that NFC Championship game versus the San Francisco 49ers. It's those things that stick with you the most, not getting beat like that. Man, put it this way. A loss is a loss to me. I don't care if it's by one. I don't care if it's by 140. If you lose a game, it just takes away your soul. To be completely honest with you, no matter the NFC Championship game, a loss is a loss to me. It's just a bad feeling when that happens to you, no matter what and how it happened. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you got to do today is visit Progressive.com. They're going to throw it to Bajan out in space, and he made the first guy miss. He'll get to the five and score. Holy smokes. <laughs> My heavens. Frankie Louvu is on the poster for Bajan Robinson's first touchdown. 92.9, the game in Atlanta with the call. I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring our guest in and I'm just gonna let Harry Douglas take the whole interview. He played for the Falcons, drafted by the Falcons. Desmond Ritter, like Harry Douglas, drafted by the Falcons. They said back in April, time for number nine. And number nine is shown with the Falcons. They go one and on the season. Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons quarterback, hit him on Twitter. Desmond Ritter joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And Des, the first thing I want to ask you, first of all, thank you for carving out the time to be able to join me and Freddie on this radio show. Uh, I really do appreciate that, uh, my brother. But when you walked into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and you were coming out that tunnel and you seen those fans and you looked in certain sections and seen all the white flags being waved and the crowd really behind the team. What did that mean to you to start the 2023 season off in that manner? Yeah, no, first of all, thank you all for having me on. But second, you know, walking out the, the tunnel and seeing, you know, all the fans, the whole city of Atlanta just behind us, um, you know, we haven't even – you know, played a game, yeah, and obviously that's the first game. So just going out there and seeing everyone, the support that they got for us um, and the energy that they brought was crazy. So, you know, as players, that's a huge advantage for us at home is to have the crowd behind us and supporting us 100%. I've seen you play in your University of Cincinnati. I'm not surprised you're a starting quarterback this soon in the National Football League. I didn't have to learn a lot about you because, Desmond, I know what kind of quarterback you are. But after week one, what did you learn about yourself now that this is your team with the Atlanta Falcons? 
Yeah, I just learned that, you know, sometimes during that game, I try to do a little too much, you know, try to get outside the system. Um, and that's when, you know, things went necessarily, I won't say wrong, but just not in the right direction. Um, and, and so, you know, just learning that, you know, if you stay within the system and just go throughout your reads and don't overthink things or try to do too much, that usually positive things are going to work out in your favor. And, Des, you had a touchdown pass to rookie running back B. John Robinson. He's a phenomenal player. Can't wait to watch a lot more of him. What's been your early impressions of Bijan so far? Yeah, Bijan's been one of the guys who just has came in from the jump and has just put his head down and worked. You know, we've thrown a lot at him and a lot at him early, and he's handled it well. Um, he's handled it with maturity. And, uh, you know, j- just being with him, being around him at camp, you know, he's truly one of the most humble guys I've ever met. Um, and so, you know, you see that on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, he, he just wants the best for this team. Uh, he wants the best for everyone around this organization. And, you know, at the end of the day, all he wants to do is win. Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons quarterback. Hit him on Twitter. Desmond Ritter joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Speaking of B. John Robinson, he got that serious NIL deal last year where he got like a Lamborghini and $2 million. How much grief has he gotten in the locker room because of the NIL deal that happened last year for him, Desmond, at the University of Texas? I would say, you know, no one, you should have seen my head. You just told me that was a little crazy. Uh, no one really talked about that one more so as the, uh, the Dijon, Bijan mustard or whatever he's got going on with that. Um, and so, you know, that's the one that we kind of get on him the most about. But, you know, we knew he was drafted eight. We knew he had money, but we didn't know it was that kind of money down there in Texas. <laughs> yeah, you know, the University of Texas, man, that's, uh, that's I think they may be number one, a tie for number one uh, for one of the richest college programs uh, in college football right now. But I want, I want to stick to the, the young weapons that you guys have. When you talk about Bijan, like you just did, Kyle Pitts, and also Drake London, who was drafted with you last year. What is it like having guys like that to throw to? Oh, it makes my job, you know, 100% easier. Um, you know, they go out there and, you know, you can just put the ball kind of in any vicinity of their area, as you saw um, last week with Kyle. You know, you just want to give them a catchable ball. You know, you don't want to overthrow them. You don't want to, you know, try to throw the perfect ball because that's when you end up throwing a bad ball. So with those guys, you know, just put it in the area. And with Drake, with Kyle, with Matt, with all of them, I mean, you just see the, the ability to go up and get the ball no matter where it's at. So, like I said, that makes my job a, a tremendous amount easier. Um, and, you know, I'm very, very thankful for all of those guys. There's been a lot of conversation the last couple of days, Desmond, especially at what happened to Aaron Rodgers Monday night in the NFL with the New York Jets about turf versus grass fields. You played on both. Cincinnati had turf and grass, and now you're playing on turf with the Atlanta Falcons. What is your determination? What is your stance on this issue that's taken over the NFL the last 48 hours? You know, yeah, you know, in high school, you grow up, you know, around a lot of grass fields. Um, and, and, you know, you want to play on the turf field. And that's like the nicest thing in high school. Um, and then you got, you kind of get older and, you know, you hear a lot of the vets talk about, you know, it takes a toll on your body, it takes a toll on your knees. Um, but, you know, I, I personally, myself, um, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, you know, I'm not out there making too many violent cuts. Uh, but if you were to ask I had to choose, I'd say I'd say grass. Now, Dez, there's only one way for us to finish this off. Oh, boy, here we go. Y'all continue to do y'all. There's a lot of haters out there, Dez. A lot of haters out there. Y'all continue to do y'all thing, and y'all let me. You let me handle all these jive turkeys. You let me handle them, Dez. All right? Y'all, you just keep doing your thing, man. I'm proud of you, um, especially because I was able to be there with you last year and see your growth from coming in as a rookie to now, and I'm looking forward to the rest of your career, my man. Thank you so much, man. You know, hey, Harry, there's always going to be haters, and we're going to prove them wrong. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all heard my boy.
<laughs> Thanks a lot, Desmond. <laughs> Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons quarterback. Hit him on Twitter at Desmond Ritter. You can't stop smiling now. Yeah, you man. Can't. You can't. I'm from the south side of Atlanta, man. You know, I grew up a Falcons fan. Went to Uh the Super Bowl back in '98, even though they lost to the Denver Broncos. But that was a hell of a uh, of experience for me, and for to be able to play for an organization I got drafted to, and then have the relationship that I had with Arthur Blank and Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot and the guys in the um, Atlanta Falcons organization. Right, man, my life is good. I'll tell you about that Falcons team with Desmond Ritter. I love the fact that he was so efficient, 15 of 18. And even he said, I can't do too much. And I'm watching that game thinking, you were perfect for that game plan for that team against the Carolina Panthers. And he knows it's going to get exponentially, increasingly harder to deal with different defenses. But he's the kind of guy, B. John Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts, that you may have to start game plan for a guy that can make plays with his arms, with his arm, excuse me, and with his legs under Desmond Ritter. He may have just started to scratch the surface how what a terrific quarterback he can potentially be. Where the Falcons and Harry Douglas. Let's go. I just want if they're two and zero. You thought he was unbearable after one and zero. Next week it's gonna be on. We may have to change the show to. If Freddy. they beat they yeah. beat the Green Bay Packers, boys gonna be yeah. no love for love. Yeah, put it this way. We may have to change the show to Freddie and Devin Kane if that keeps up. But he is Harry <laughs> Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us, and Freddie and Harry. Hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at H Douglas eighty three. That's Harry's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Yep, Giannis Antetokounmpo really told it to the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday. Is he really going to leave when it's all said and done? This is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to make over $45 million this year. He's going to make over $48 million next season. Then after that, he can exercise a player option to stay or leave Milwaukee. And that's when things could get sticky. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Always appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Don't forget about us on SiriusXM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Giannis dropping that bomb again, but this time in the 48 Minutes on Believe podcast. He talked about his future with the Milwaukee Bucks and if he's going to stay or if he's going to leave. As long as we play and we approach the game every single day, the right way, and we all sacrifice for a common goal. I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as a, as as I am to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not. You know, I am I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. Harry, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and you look at last year, Freddie, and how they how their season ended, losing to the Miami Heat four games to one and having those double-digit leads in those last two games that they ended up losing – that's in the back of Giannis's mind. You look at the year before when you had a second-round loss to the Boston Celtics after having a 3-2 lead. That's in the back of Giannis's mind. And, yes, they won an NBA championship, what was that, three years ago now? Mm-hmm. That, that's in the past now. 
right? It's time for people like Chris Middleton, and I understand Chris Middleton has had injuries, but that's another thing probably in the back of his mind. Is Chris Middleton going to be the Chris Middleton that I, I knew when we won that championship? When I was injured and they go and play the Hawks in the conference championship, but Chris Middleton steps up and takes over. Can he be that guy, right? Drew Holiday, we know he plays both ends of the floor. Is Drew Holiday still going to be that dog on both ends, offensively and defensively? And we all know what Bobby Portis brings to the game, but they got a new coach now, right? right? Mm-hmm. Coach Bud yes. is no longer there. It's Adrian right. Griffin. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Giannis is going to see how this thing is going to go first. But if he's basically saying if things aren't up to his standard, whoa. Adios. <laughs> no, Migos got a song. Adios, adios, adios. <laughs> Although no one in Milwaukee is laughing about that right now, what you just said. But your point is valid. He's looking at the long game. Yeah, I'm sure he loves the fact that Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton wanted to stay and have another run at it. I wonder how much Giannis looks at this as a last run in the Milwaukee Bucks. Those guys are getting older. And maybe Giannis also knows this. As great as he is, is he greater to get guys to go to Milwaukee? The kind of player that you need in modern basketball, that plan B, B superstar, that Robin to your Batman, that guy may not want to go to Milwaukee. Uh-oh. And Giannis, so what, what you saying? Giannis, does, here, here it is. I'm laying it out there for you just like this. Giannis does not want to be what LeBron was the first time in Cleveland. Mm. LeBron got that team in the NBA Finals, and they got the doors beaten off by the San Antonio Spurs in four games. And then they never got even close to that the final two years before he decided to go to Miami. Giannis looked at that because he's, a, he's an historian of the game. He looked at that and said, I know I got one. I don't just want to have one. I paid my dues to, to, to the city of Milwaukee. Absolutely. I, I yeah. paid my dues. Yeah, I paid the I, cost to be I the boss. I brought y'all one. Yeah, I got y'all one for the first time in 50 years. He does not want that to be the only one. When he sees his other contemporaries and their teams making sure that you're not just going to be a one-man band Trying to win another now, championship. What teams come to your mind, brother Freddie? That Boston team, for example. Ooh. That that Golden State team that I know Yannis would love to go God. there. Look what the Lakers did in the offseason. With Chef Curry? Yeah, exactly. With Chef? With, with, with Denver Nuggets. They're not going away anytime soon. Ooh. They got a Batman and Robin with Nikola Jokic and also Jamal Murray. Giannis looks around and says, I like Chris Middleton, but he's getting older. And the kind of Robin I need him to be, his body may not be able to handle that. Freddie, what's some forward. other teams? Talk to me. Talk to me now. What's some other teams in mind? the New York Knicks? Oh! Knicks in that, that conversation? In New York! You just were dying to say the word. You? <laughs> <laughs> you were just dying to get to What about the Miami Heat? All them, Miami bikini, Heat? All them bikinis down there on South Beach? Well, well, now, he, now, he's taking. I'm just saying bikinis because <laughs> Miami, you know. That, that's, you go to, I go down there. That's... I, I go to the beach. All I see are people in bikinis. Uh-huh. You wear that cheetah, right? Right? Yeah, I got the oh, cheetah. I got my leopard, my leopard, my leopard speedos. That's a visual that we did not need. Y'all got nothing my personal. Nothing personal. <laughs> That's a visual I did like not Martin need. Like Martin say, I'm strolling down the beach in my leopards. <laughs> strolling down the beach in my leopards. <laughs> well, right now, Giannis does not want to be in that beach in his leopards by himself. He wants somebody else wearing those leopards with him in Milwaukee. If they're not able to do that in a couple of years, he laid it out there. He is a winner. And he's not going to stay at a place where he may not make him a winner anymore when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks. In other words, stay tuned. Great stuff from Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You can join the flow home anytime you want at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Once again, the NFL players and the association, another unwinnable war, but at least they're trying. That turf war comes your way next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.